but I feel an assignment to preach today. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. We're looking at Isaiah 40, 31. I'm reading one scripture. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Anybody waiting on some things, but you know God's going to do it. Watch this. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Are there any eagles in the house? Can I find at least five eagles? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. The text said, the people of vision, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And I'm going to teach for a few minutes along these lines. It's time to soar for more. Who's ready to soar for more in Jesus' name? Slip up your hands. Father, I praise you and I thank you for the anointing that's in this room. Praise has been unlimited and free. Worship has been deep and powerful. But now your word is going to transform our life and our thinking. We give you praise. We're going to soar for more in 2024. If you're ready to soar for more, open up your mouth and holler one time. Just give God a praise. All right. Before you sit down, testify. Tell your neighbor it's time to soar for more. It's time to soar for more. But those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I have a couple eagles in the room today. Uh, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. As I peruse this text, I see three W's here. I see wait, weary, and wings. The real truth is that sometimes you've got to wait. Sometimes life is a process. But I've come to tell you that waiting is not wasting. You're not wasting in the wait, wasting in the wait, wasting in the process because the process that God has you in is only preparation. So I see the word wait and I see the word weary. I see some people, they get weary in the waiting, but in Jesus' name, I cast off all weariness off of you. Come on, who receives that? I just cast it off of you. And it said they shall mount up with wings as eagles. So if you'll, if you'll wait and you'll overwhelm weariness, you are going to fly. Anybody ready to, to soar in 2024? So I, I want to talk to you today. I feel a divine compelling to preach this word today. And I want to tell you some very powerful things. And if you're going to take notes, I believe you should take them and review them even this week. But I want to tell you something about growth. Growth is a choice. If you're going to grow in God and you're going to grow as a person, uh, it's a choice that you make. You can choose to stay just as you are or you can choose to grow. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to grow. I'm thankful for everything God has done for me, but I'm not satisfied. I believe there's more. You thought I was radical in my 30s and in my 40s. You thought I was rowdy in my 50s, but let me tell you, in my 60s, I am going to punch every demon in the head. I'm going to do more for God than I've ever done. So, so here's the deal. Growth is a choice, and you will only receive and walk out God's vision for your life when you choose to grow and choose to be more. Vision gives you the ability to be more. To be more, you've got to see more. And I was thinking about eagles, and I did some study on eagles, and I found out 
that eagles have as much as eight times better vision than a human being does. Eagles have vision to see in a way that, that, that is almost supernatural. And I am saying by faith that we're going to have eagle vision in this next season. You can either be an eagle or a chicken. I, I don't know about you. I don't, I don't want to be a chicken. You've heard me say for years, chickens fry, but eagles fly. Hallelujah. There might, is there a chicken on your row? Look down your row. If, no, just declared you're not a chicken, you're an eagle. So let me hear from all, listen, let me hear from all the eagles in the room who are not going to be a chicken in 2024. So, so to walk out your God-given vision, to, to receive that from heaven and to walk that thing out, it means that you're going to have to live life, precious, with intentionality. Success requires vision, but that there has to be a commitment that comes along with that. Vision and intention walk together. And I want to tell you something. Success is not an accident and neither is failure. I better say that again. I said success is not an accident and neither is failure. People who succeed, succeed on purpose and people who fail, fell on purpose, on purpose because they failed to do what they should have done in order to achieve their success. But I feel like in the room, there are some people who are determined to have intentional success Success in your job, success with your family, success with Jesus, success in the next season. It's intentional. And, and, and I want you to understand, to live out your vision, you're going to be required to make certain choices that will bring that vision into fruition. Intention means this. Intention means to live life with intent. It means to live life on purpose. That means you're not just going to let life happen to you, but you're going to be intentional. And here's what I know about people. I've been preaching a long time. I've been leading a long time. And understand this. Vision means nothing if you don't have the commitment and the discipline and character to walk it out. And the reality is, y'all, people live one of two ways. People either live their lives with a character-driven mentality or they're driven by their emotions. You'll either be driven by your character and your vision or you'll be driven by how you feel. And I declare in this next season, our emotions don't have the power over us, but our God-given vision shapes the way we think, shapes the things we do. Hallelujah. Now, when we are driven by our emotions, everything changes based on how we feel. When we get weary, we lose sight of the vision. We're up and we're down. And when we're driven by our emotions, we, we don't always fulfill God's plan for our lives. But when we're driven by character, when we're driven by conviction, we remain consistent no matter how we feel. There are times that I have not felt like coming to church, but I come anyway since I'm the pastor. And the truth is there are times when you think I'm standing up here and I'm preaching you into triumph and everything is perfect in my life. But there are times when I have stood up here and I have fought the devil and fought hell and fought problems, but I've been preaching and dragging you across the finish line when I was bleeding in my boots. I didn't do it because it was easy. I did it because I had character and because I had a vision from God. Sometimes you gotta do it when it's hard. Sometimes you gotta do it when it's difficult. Sometimes you got to rise up and move beyond how you feel. And if you're driven by your emotions, you'll never fulfill great vision. 
We will never fulfill God's plan and vision for our lives as long as we are driven by our emotions. So I'm going to unpack some things. If you're ready for it all, somebody give God a shout right now. I'm just going <laughs> to teach this thing and see what the Lord says. So we're going to make a comparison between vision-oriented people and character-driven people. Now, vision-oriented uh, people, vision-oriented and character-driven people do right, then feel good. Emotionally driven people feel good and then do right. Oh, that's deeper than you know. Vision-oriented people and character-driven people do right, then feel good. Emotionally driven people feel good and then do right. There are some people that don't do right unless it feels good. But when you have character, you do right even when it doesn't feel good. You do right even when you don't feel like doing right. You're nice when they don't even deserve for you to be nice. You forgive when they don't even deserve for you to be forgiven. They don't even deserve to be forgiven. You show up when you don't feel like showing up. Now the Bible said in Isaiah 1:17, you got to learn to do well. So tell your neighbor, say, I'm still learning. And look at him and say, I know you are. I know you are. Yeah. When you're driven by character, you're driven to do right. Your vision presses you to walk with integrity. And understand me, people of character and vision do right when it's hard. And they do right when they themselves are the only witness. It's doing right when nobody knows you're doing right. It's praying when nobody knows you're praying. It's showing up when nobody knows that you're showing up. Vision-oriented people, character-driven people do right. They are dependable. They are reliable. Thank God. Come on. They show up. They're faithful to their words. And they do this consistently. Character-driven people have learned to do well. Tell somebody around you, learn to do well. Yep. A real vision from God will require you to learn. You can't walk in the fullness of your potential without learning. Here's what the devil doesn't want you to know. Everything that you know has gotten you to where you are. If you have applied it, it's gotten you to where you are. So the next season is in what you don't know. I wonder... Is there anybody here today ready to learn what you don't know so you can go where you've never been? See, you can't rejoice because you know it all. But there's a few people who says, I'm still learning. If you're still learning, give God a praise right now. Listen, if, if you know everything, I can't help you. Hello, somebody. There are young preachers that want access to me and I try to be available, but the reality is of it all is this. I can't help a young preacher who knows everything. So, so here's what you've got to understand. You've got to learn to do good. And here's, here's, here's what I need to show you. The payoff for doing good is feeling good. Let me say that again. I said the payoff for doing good is feeling good. Have you ever done right and you didn't want to do right, but you went ahead and did it anyway, and the reward came. I got 12 people here. Have you ever just done, I kept showing up and I finally got a raise. I, 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 I didn't respond the way she deserved, and bless God, I could have told her off. 
Your neighbor would have cussed them out, but not you. Come on, somebody. I could have told them off, but, but now since I, did, since I did the right thing, I've got personal peace. How many of you are not letting anything assault your peace in the next season? Out there somebody right now who's just declaring my peace is off limits. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk in personal peace. Young person, if you learn to do right, you'll get that degree. You'll get that restored relationship, mom or dad. But if you're driven by your emotions, you do things based only on feeling good. And the danger of doing right only when you feel good is this. Emotions are all over the place. How many of you know, it may not feel good to go to work, but it feels good to get a check? I can't find that. I can't find nobody. How many of you can say, I, I, I don't always like Monday at 8, but I love Friday at 5. Can I find somebody? In those days, you have to learn, precious, not to be driven by your emotions, Part of the price to pay in order to see your vision come to pass is to be a person of character, not, not to be a character. Some of y'all like Donald Duck up in here. Come on. No, it means to be a person of character. Number two, vision-oriented and character-driven people and commitment-driven people uh, Vision-oriented and character-driven people are commitment-driven. Emotionally-driven people are convenience-driven. It's quiet in here. The Bible said in 2 Chronicles 15, 7, but you take courage, do not let your hands be weak, for you shall be rewarded. If you live your life with character and commitment, I declare to you that you shall be rewarded. And here's what I've come to tell you. You may be in a difficult season right now, but trouble don't last always. The Bible said weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I'm not going to let what I'm going through change my character and stop me from being who God called me to be because whatever God promised me shall manifest. But here's the reality. You've got to learn at times to do things that are not easy. You got to be nice when it's not easy. You got to show up when it's not easy. You got to fight when it's not easy. You got to persevere when it's not easy. Let me talk real talk. You got to pray when it's not easy. You got to worship when it's not easy. You got to come in and say, man, I don't feel nothing, but God, I'm going to praise you anyhow. Watch this. To fulfill vision will require you at times to do the hard things. Here's what I've come to understand. If you do only the easy things, life gets harder. But if you do the hard things, life gets easier. That right there, if you don't get nothing else. But so many people are driven this generation by convenience. We, we think we're entitled. I, I, sh I should just get the job. I should just get the raise. I should just get the opportunity. Let me tell you something, baby. I am blessed with everything. I am entitled to nothing. I want to hear from some people 
who know that everything you have is because of the blessing of the Lord, not because you're entitled to it, but God has been better to you than you deserve. See, see, people are so focused, especially nowadays, it's convenience, instant grits, instant oatmeal, y'all ain't saying nothing, instant coffee, gross. Now, I don't drink the coffee my children drink, all of that mocha latte shunda bakosa, I don't drink all that. I just like a cup of good coffee. Come on, somebody. But, but so many people are convenience-driven. And convenience means this. It's being able to proceed with something with little or no effort. And I'm going to tell you that if you're going to be truly successful, it's going to cost you something. Nobody wants to shout now, but I'm going to keep preaching. Emotionally driven people do what's easy, even when it's not best and even when it's not right. Have you ever known people who always look for the easy way? They look for the shortcut. They wanted it to be easy, but sometimes there is something you learn in going doing the hard thing. When you keep showing up, when you keep being faithful, emotionally driven people who take shortcuts wind up getting cut short. And the fact is to soar in life and ministry is going to cost you something. If there's a preacher watching me and you're looking at what God has done around this place, I'm telling you it has not come without a price. It's not been easy. People see your glory, but they don't know your story. They don't know the hell that you fought to get where you are. They don't know that you came tired. They don't know that you showed up aggravated. They don't know that there were times you didn't feel like doing it, but you came on in and did it anyway, and now you're sitting in the faithfulness of God. And the reality is, even when you decide to walk in a deeper place with the Lord, you're going to deal with people who don't like it, you're trying to be spiritual now. You're going to go out and party with me now. You know, you, you, what happened to you? You're too good for me now. No, I'm just saved. Come on, somebody. You can't be surprised when you're rejected because of your commitment to Christ. Because Jesus said they hated him, and if they hate me, they're going to hate you. The reality is you got to stay committed. It may be hard, but stay committed. Go ahead and forgive even when they don't deserve it. Stay committed. Build a great business even when they tell you you can't. Raise a great family even though you weren't raised with a great family. Own a home. Have an effective ministry. Keep a good job. Get a raise. Receive a promotion. Get a degree. Lose weight. Hallelujah. Somebody make a little noise if you're going to have some commitment this year. The truth is, y'all, it takes commitment to fulfill great vision. The Bible said, but you take courage. Do not let your hands grow weak, for you shall be rewarded. Oh, tell your neighbor. Just say, hey, neighbor, I'm just letting you know I'm going to stay consistent and I shall be rewarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything God promised me, it shall come to pass. I... So, so do not lose courage. It means this. Don't allow anything you see 
anything you feel or anything you hear to strip you of your courage, stay committed, and your vision will manifest. If you desire to soar for more, you're going to have to be willing to be inconvenienced sometimes, but in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, be inconvenienced now so you can be blessed later. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes, young man, you got to be inconvenienced now so you can be blessed later. Okay, number three, and I've only got 47 points. No, I don't. Vision-oriented and character-driven people believe it, then see it. Emotionally-driven people see it, then believe it. My God. Some of y'all say, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. But that's not the kingdom way. You got to see it. You got to believe it before you see it. Everything that's here, I give God all the glory for it. All of our campuses, stop right there. Let's give God praise for everything that Calvary's doing. God get the, the Daytona Dream Center, the buses, the campuses. One, two, three, give God praise. God did it all. He gets all the glory. But here's the reality. When we were in that old building, when we were in the gym and the place was falling in and we were pulling trash cans around, check, catching the water that was coming through the roof, I knew in my spirit that there would be a better day when we were in that building across the street and we were having multiplied services, three to four services on a Sunday and we were having people drive off the property, I saw this building by faith before it was ever built. And here we are, 26 years later. We started in a gym, but I believed that God was gonna be faithful. And now we're sitting in the biggest building just about in all of Volusia County. I dare somebody to give God a shout. Can I just talk to you a minute? I feel like sharing my testimony. Let me tell you something. Target came and tried to buy all this property and the box stores came and they offered us a lot of money and I thought, well, there it is, hallelujah. We'll sell it all. But you know, the reality is you can't drive into Volusia County, Ormond Beach or Daytona without driving down 95. We got some of the best property in all of Florida. And the Lord said that's about the best property in Volusia County. I don't want a Target on it. I don't want a McDonald's on it. I don't want a KFC on it. He said, I want my house on it. Back then we didn't have enough money. But I would tell you, look what the Lord has done. Sometimes you gotta see it by faith. I need somebody right now. You haven't seen it yet, but you got faith that everything God has promised is gonna come to pass. One, two, three, give God a shout. <laughs> now faith. Somebody say now faith. <laughs> Hebrews 11.1 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Vision will require you to see it before you see it. You'll have to see it in the spirit. And the fact is, people who are controlled by their emotions stand very little chance 
of achieving anything great because they're controlled by their emotions and they're imprisoned and trapped by the moment that they live in. But vision will require you to have now faith. Watch this. Now faith is the substance. Somebody say substance. You know what substance is? It's the evidence. It's, it's the real stuff. Substance is, is defined as this. That which has a literal existence. Something that is real. And in God's eyes, faith is not a descriptive word. In God's eyes, faith is not an action word. Faith is something tangible. God, I'm preaching better than you're letting on. Faith is something that is real. And how real is your vision from God in 2024? It represents firmness. It represents courage. It represents resolution. You say, well, I don't know what, I've got faith, but I don't have evidence. Evidence is what? Evidence is proof. You say, apostle, where is the proof? The proof is your faith. The faith that you would have to believe that your son is gonna be delivered even though he's addicted right now. The faith that you have to believe that God will supply all your needs according to his riches is in glory even though you lost your job. I need somebody who's got a little narrow faith and it's evidence. Open up your mouth and give God praise. It's the proof. It's the substance. Hey, it, it, was, it was back in those days when I didn't have a pot or a window. Come on, country folk. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? All of y'all aren't. When I didn't have anything, but I had the audacity and the unmitigated gall to believe that God was going to do something in a town of 38,000 people called Ormond Beach, Florida. We're not in Chicago. We're not in Miami. We're not in Orlando. We're in a town of 38,000 people and we built a church that holds a tithe of our city. I'm trying to tell you that if God is on your side, then no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And sometimes you've got to say, for the faith is that I'm believing for it. I need somebody who's believing for something big. Open up your mouth and give God a shout right now. When people ask you for the proof of your breakthrough in vision, tell them the proof is my faith. So decide right now, man, I will fulfill my vision in faith. Number four, vision-oriented and character-driven people create momentum. Emotionally-driven people wait for it or stop it. Okay, somebody got real tight in your backward parts because you're sitting next to a momentum killer. Have you ever known people that all they ever did was stop momentum. And I'm telling you, if you go, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say too much. Can I just say what I wanna say? Okay, tell your neighbor, say, keep this between us. Here's what I decided. I'm not paying people to drive me crazy. If you're on my staff, you're gonna produce momentum. Oh, it's quiet in this church. I got people who drive me crazy for free. 
The reality is there are some people, they have one assignment in your life. There are some people who have one assignment and that is to rob you of your momentum, steal you of your, steal you of your purpose, rob you of your joy. But I need somebody right now who's believing that God's gonna put momentum feeders around you. Open up your mouth and give God a praise. Look at what the Bible says about David. It said, and David went on and grew great. And the Lord of hosts was with him. David was rejected by his family. He was a shepherd boy in the field. He was overlooked by the prophet. But what did he do? He went on and he grew great. And the Lord of hosts was with him. Tell your neighbor, say, go on and do great. Go on and do great. Go on and do what God has called you to do. You know what David had? David had momentum. And David was a momentum creator. So somebody raise up your hands. Come on, get radical with me. I declare in faith that you are a momentum creator. I declare anybody that gets around you gets encouraged. Anybody that gets around you, they start believing that they are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath you. If you're a momentum creator, just give God praise by faith. Learn to be a momentum creator. Momentum means this, it means to move forward. I'm moving forward and I'm moving quick. Momentum. Momentum has in it the word moment. And moments create momentum. So, so God will give you moments that you gotta recognize. In order to create momentum, you gotta clearly see the moment. And here's what's gonna be required. You gotta become action-oriented. That means when God is moving, you gotta move. Instead of just being a hearer of the word, you gotta be a doer of the word. Momentum comes when you activate what you hear through into action. Number one, you, you've got to do this. You've got to become action-oriented. But number two, you gotta move faster. Don't just wait. Well, I'm waiting on God, Apostle. I'm just waiting on God. You've been waiting for 47 years. Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna marry her. She, she, you shacking up? Y'all are quiet in here. We, we're about to get married. You've been living with her for 23 years. You should have married her a long time ago. Quit, well, you ain't got nothing to wait on. Y'all got four children. It's quiet in here, but I'm gonna preach, apostle. There's some things you're waiting on. It's time to stop waiting. Don't, don't, don't just wait and 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 wait. Step out in faith. Not everything is alone and drawn out process. Number five, vision-oriented, character-driven people live with a sense of urgency. Emotionally-driven people live with a whatever mentality. So this year in September, we took our whole staff on a staff retreat. And I stood up and I preached a message called, I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. And I said, I'm living now with a sense of urgency like never before. Now I believe I'm gonna live a long time. But as you get older, you begin to realize, man, I've lived a long time and I'm on the clock. Tell your neighbor, I'm on the clock. And that means you gotta make the most of every moment. 
And I didn't realize that there were times in my life when I was doing things that seemed mundane, but I was preparing myself for the moment that I'm in right now. When, when we worked in Tampa, we were, I was there for 10 years. We were married there seven years. That this church was, was a, it was in the hood, y'all. They built the jail next to our church and we were excited about it. Come on. And we had no staff. I was the staff. I healed the sick, raised the dead, discharged the debtor, and set the captive free. I did everything in that church except women's ministry. You think I'm kidding. And there were many times that I painted that building all by myself. There were times that I striped the parking lot and, and put black, the black asphalt, the dye on the parking lot and painted it myself. I remember when my dad, your daddy will ask you to do things that normal people won't ask you to do. Dad called me up and he said, son, I want you to come up here. I got a little work for you to do here at the church. I came up there and he had a half a dump truck load of fresh manure delivered at the church. And I'm out there spreading manure. And I wore flip-flops. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I, it is fresh manure and I'm telling you, I am working and I come home and I, my little hood house and Dawn wouldn't even let me come in. She said, you gotta take a bath outside. And I'm out there and I, I, I spread that manure till it was dark. And I, and I was so tired and I'm out there feeling sorry for myself with the water hose, giving myself a bath. I got up the next day and I said, I, is this the ministry? Spread manure? <laughs> Am I gonna have to deal with manure? Sometimes you got to deal with manure. Sometimes you got to, y'all ain't saying nothing. And I, and I came to work, I went with the church the next day and I tried to clean out my fingernails and I tried to deal with it and I said, nobody's even going to know what I had done. Nobody's going to know how hard I worked. But just before church started, people were pulling in. God sent a rain. And you know what rain does to manure? Rain will make that stuff smell for 40 miles. These folks pulled on the property and all you could smell was manure all over that property. And folks said, what in the world happened? What's all this smell? They said, Jim Rayleigh was here yesterday all day long spreading this manure. He, poor boy, his sunburned. He sat here all day yesterday. Let me tell you, those old people started coming up to me and giving me the handshake with a little bit of money in it. And I'm like, broke as a convict. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I'm putting that money in my pocket and I, and, I, and I said, well, I got to go see how much it is. And I didn't go to the urinal. I went in the handicap stall because I knew how bad it, And I opened up. There was a $50 bill. There was a $20 bill. I said, look what the Lord has done. I'm trying to tell you that if you'll be faithful, that God will make sure that everything he promised will come to pass. I was fulfilling my purpose. I didn't know that every time I was shuffling manure, I wasn't trying to have a church with 
thousands of people in it. I wasn't trying to have the ministry that I have right now. I was just trying to be faithful in that moment. And I'm telling you, if you can learn to be faithful right now, everything God promised you, somebody give God a praise. Live with urgency and talk to yourself in a positive way. Tell yourself you can make it. Look in the mirror and say, boy, you looking good. You getting skinny. I mean, and Dave, the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Oftentimes we talk to ourselves in a way we would never allow other people to talk to us. Finally, number six, vision-oriented and character-driven people are leaders. Emotionally driven people are followers. The Bible says that David guided them according to the integrity of his heart. What is integrity, apostle? Listen, young person. Integrity is what you do when no one is looking. People who are driven by emotion will follow whoever and whatever feels, like, feels right. And if you let your emotions rule, you will wind up following the wrong people. If you desire to manifest great vision in any capacity, you must learn to be a person that is driven by character. I am not satisfied to just survive and People say, well, you know, Apostle, God's good to Calvary. We have great crowds, and there's always life, and God provides, and all the campuses are there. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm not satisfied. I want to do more for Jesus. How many want to do more for Jesus with me? So, okay, let me ask you this. Who wants to increase in 2024? Okay, I, that's about 80% of you. I want all the people who are believing God for increase in the next season, give God a praise right now, whatever it might be. Come on. I feel that. Come on, you're learning to soar. You gotta soar for more. But you gotta, you gotta increase and you gotta grow with the, with the right motive. Uh, you, you got to be humble enough to give God the glory and give Him the honor. You got to be humble enough to know He did it and He gets the honor. He gets the praise. I just get the benefits. Hallelujah. Now, now here's the reality. Proverbs 29.2 says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. Increase means to become great, to enlarge, to be more. It says, when the, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. So, so get your neighbor by the hand and get them by faith and shake them up. You know what I always tell you? Their hair falls off, do what? Put it in your purse and take it home with you. Come on, if it's good hair. <laughs> if it's a man and his hair falls off, I don't even know what to tell you. It, it said, when the righteous increase, the people with, will rejoice. 
So, so look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I declare this by faith. This year, I'm going to cause you to rejoice. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, somebody, you better jump on your feet if you got that. If you're ready to make somebody rejoice, give God a praise right now. Oh, give him praise right now. See, see the truth is, all of you in this room are, are leaders on some level. And, and I need you to lead somebody. Lead your family. Lead, your, lead on your job. And I'm, I'm, I, I prayed. I was in D.C. and maybe I said this a couple weeks ago, but I want to say it again. I was in D.C. preaching. I was in Paris all last week preaching. Paris, France. you imagine that? They heard about Calvary all the way in Paris. <laughs> and they said, would you come and preach? And I said, oui, oui. <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> oui, oui. The truth is, man, God, God is so good. God is so faithful. And I was in D.C. preaching a few weeks ago, and I called Dawn up. And I was tired, man. I'd preached in Oklahoma the night before. I'd flown and I was in D.C. to preach that night at a leaders' conference in Washington, D.C. And I called on up and I said, I want you to pray for me, babe. She said, what can I pray with you about, honey? I said, pray for me because I want a second wind. I said, I want to have the fire that I had in my 30s and my 60s. I want to lead with more vision. Because he's not done with me yet. He's not done with me yet. There's so much more to this story. He's not done with me. He's not done with me yet. <laughs> he's not done with me. Man, I feel the anointing. Somebody raise your hands and say, There's so much more to the story. You're not done with me. Raise your hands and say, He's not done with me. Oh, He's not done with me. Yeah. I'll thank you, Jesus. There's so much more to the story. You're not done with me. 
God, you got a financial thing you're trusting God for. Come on. God is more Oh yeah, man, I feel faith rising. God is more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? What the Lord can do? It's gonna happen. Just let the way He's gonna move. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? With all of the faith in the room, what the Lord can do. What the Lord can do. It's gonna happen. Just let the way they can do. He's gonna move. Somebody throw your hands in the He's air. Gonna move. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? With all of the faith in the room, what the Lord can do. What the Lord can do, it's gonna happen. Just for the way make a move. Yeah, sing it, sing it again. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? With all of the faith in the room, what the Lord can do. What the Lord can do, it's gonna happen. Just for the way
24 hours a day, seven days a week, would read the names of those people. And it just never stopped. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to do a wall of remembrance for the lost. And we're going to put a huge, massive LED screen out in the front. And we're going to put the names of your lost loved ones on it. The name of your children, your grandchildren your neighbors and we're going to put those names on a loop and 24 hours a day seven days a week until Easter Sunday their names are going to be called out in that foyer and never stop it's going to go because this year we're going to have our greatest harvest that we've ever had in Jesus name so I want you to be ready next week to turn in your names of those that you're believing for. 
And you'll be able to put, if you have some Bluetooth earphones, you can go by there at any time. Even outside, we're going to try to fix it, where you can put those earphones in and you'll hear the names of the lost being continually read. How many believe that's going to be powerful? So I want you to raise up your hands. So I declare that everything I talk today, you're going to rise to fulfill it. I bind every spirit that's come against you that's tried to discourage you or defeat you. And I declare that the Lord is on your side. I declare that your children are going to come into the kingdom in a mighty way. I declare that your families are going to turn around. I declare financial miracles and open doors. I declare you're going to soar and walk in vision. I bless you this week. I declare this week that as you walk out of here, you walk out of here knowing that the Lord is on your side. I declare that as you walk out of here, you walk out of here knowing that he's more than able. And if he's able, then you're able. And I bless you in Jesus' name. If you're going to soar this week, give God a praise in here. Give God a shout in here. All right. I love you so much. If you're my special guest, thank you for being with us. I'm going to go in the back and shake all of our guests' hands. Sing, John, and just worship. If you want to hang out, do that. Thanks for watching the message. I'm sure this spoke to you. Here's what I want you to do. Why don't you subscribe to this YouTube channel? That way, every time there's a new message, you'll get to hear it. Also, many of you have watched this. Some of you watch on a regular basis. Why not take time? And so, you can give at calvaryfl.com. You can give on your phones, and you can be a part of helping us take this message around the world, the message of hope, the message of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you back here real soon.